0: What's up, dude? I am Teddy B,
1: and I'm Jerry Corley,
0: and you're listening to Ebony and Ivory on ADHD Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, man. Where we just talk about all types of uh, talking about comedy, and then also just talking about random
1: things because you know we have ADHD. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So what, are gonna gonna say, you know, what are you gonna say? What uh, are you gonna say? It's like you can't. It's like you can't. What are you gonna say in Oriental language or an oriental, or or you know, it's like an Oriental language, a language from the Orient. But
0: remember how? I'm not sure if you were big. Your mu all right, go back to before you were Mr. Whole Foods and you were eating all the healthy shit. Remember Top Ramen? Yeah. yeah. Remember the blue package of Top Ramen? That's,
1: that's vegan. What by was? The
0: way. What? <laughs> that's what.
1: It's like it's vegan, but oh. <laughs> it like de- it depends. It's like
0: <laughs> well, uh, but still you got all. Is the there actually like meat in hey, any of that like pow- and then any
1: of that powder flavor?
0: <laughs> but remember what the blue bag was called. Remember what the blue package was called?
1: Oriental,
0: Oriental flavor. Now, do you Oriental know? Flavor. Have you messed around with uh, Top Ramen lately?
1: Yeah, I my my daughters like it.
0: Dude, my kids love it too. What what's the name of the blue package now? I don't know. Soy flavor. Oh (laughs) shit.
1: (laughs) They should just call it politically correct flavor. Correct
0: (laughs) flavor, Because there's still shrimp flavor. There's still beef. They have shrimp
1: flavor, you have chicken flavor, you have beef flavor, and now they have soy. Soy flavor.
0: Like soy sauce. It used sauce to be flavor.
1: called Oriental flavor Oriental. for
0: years. Right? For years it was Oriental. I remember when I saw it, I was like, holy
1: shit. And they're like, soy no. Soy sauce flavor? You like, can't. what? not now really? soy sauce flavor. So, wait a second. The secret to the Orient is just soy sauce? It's, it's like, funny you know. How
0: these, yeah, these companies want to go PC. Like, they took away Aunt Jemiah. Now it's. The Pearl Rock or Pearl River Company or some BS right, like that. Right. Um, Uncle Ben ain't Uncle Ben anymore. No. I get it, you know, but it's still like they're they're it's it's part of history, and so it should still it, it, like I don't see Aunt Jemiah and I go, man, that really pisses me off, or anything like that. I see Aunt Jemiah be like, yeah, that's my kind of pancakes. You know what I'm saying?
1: Not, not, not really, because there is no such thing as Aunt Jemiah yeah, it's but Aunt the picture Jemima. of her, oh, oh. Aunt Jemima. So his brother can't even pronounce Aunt Jemima right. What I the fuck, dude? Like Jemima. you are a blurred.
0: I am such a yeah, blurred. I, I bro. can
1: get I can get gaming technology down to, the, to get every word right <laughs> when it comes to like Aunt Jemima. Like I, like it's I said like I'm before, even fit bro. at saying the word Aunt Jemima now. It sounds like oh shit, my PC police gonna come after me. Oh, by the way, speaking of cancel culture. Mm. You hear about Mike Lindell? Uh, my pillow guy? What do you do? Yeah, Mike Lindell, he's selling all his shit. Why? He's like, right here, it says Mike Lindell's auction of my pillow equipment is not uh he said auctions off equipment. I'm in Matt. he says, I've been canceled. Ha <laughs> ha! He's
0: been canceled, so he's selling his equipment. Yeah, because
1: he lost, he lost, stores have dropped him and uh, he's lost over $100 million. And Dude, because is- of uh, the, because like my Pillow has auctioned off hundreds of pieces of equipment and subleasing some manufacturing spaces amid what founder and CEO Mike Lindell calls a massive, massive cancellation.
0: It's not a massive, massive cancellation. It's called consequences. Like, this rebranding bullshit needs to stop, dude. Like, he's rebranding yeah. consequences as cancellation. Jonah Hill's rebranding insecurities as fucking boundaries. Like, that's what we talk about, too, man. That stuff was funny, man. That's no, good, too. I, gotta, yeah, I like that. On, bro. Like, shit, it's this whole rebranding stuff. No, it's stuff, called
1: consequences. It's yeah. consequences. Yeah, consequences, asshole. It's like yeah. it's like you were like, like bro, you were all
0: this. over this shit. You were all over the TVs talking about Trump and Trump this Trump. That. I bet you it was his motherfucking cocaine that was in the White House.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a setup, man. You know, that was a setup. They've been trying to set up the they've been trying to set up the whole this whole, you know, Biden's son drug connection thing. They've been trying to push this laptop thing for years. They haven't found shit on the laptop. They haven't found anything that, uh, you know, he's already made a deal with the DOJ, which is, by the way, which is done what is all which is the people making deals for years it's not like it's anything new like he's getting a favor because he's making a deal with the yeah. goj and whatever on his tax thing but it's like and then they're trying to plant some cocaine in the white house it's like um it's like uh it's like you know how you can tell it's gop cocaine it's good cocaine <laughs> these motherfuckers know where to get the good. They know more about cocaine than the Democrats know more about cocaine. They were,
0: and besides, they obviously don't know Hunter because Hunter ain't no cokehead. He a crackhead. He be, he be messing yeah. around <laughs> with strippers <laughs> and shit. You know? They
1: even got the drug wrong,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> he's
1: like like yeah, no, like Hunter's is, transracial. Is, is, Hunter's mess, transracial. <laughs>
0: he's a white man who identifies as a black man. I'm transracial. <laughs> I'm a white. I'm a black man that identifies oh, as man, a white that's man right, trying you're to right. be black. It's like.
1: That's right, because he was he was he was he was, uh, he was on crack. He was addicted yeah, to crack, he's got a bunch not of trippers, cocaine, trippers pregnant, man. not powder cocaine. Mm. So it's like he's uh, smoking they smoking that rock like Pookie. Yeah, did, <laughs> didn't even get the drug right. That's uh, like, that's see. Probably Hunter Biden left the cocaine in that waiting room. Like Hunter, Hunter doesn't have to wait in the waiting room. He comes in through the back door. Who you,
0: they put the plan together, MGT or Bobart or uh Barbart. Yeah,
1: one of those idiots or did, Bobart. you know. <laughs> so, but it's like several retailers, including Walmart, Bed, Bath & Beyond, and Kohl's pulled my pillow products from the shelves after Lindell continued to claim the 2020 presidential election was stolen from former President Trump. I mean, everybody
0: like, backed off on that shit. And for him to still stay on it, like everybody. Even Rupert Murdoch was like, yo, nah, that was that ain't it. Biden won. But for him to continue to be like, no, Trump's my guy.
1: <laughs> and it's like Trump time after time, to- time after time, he said, I'm going to produce some evidence at this meeting, at this uh, thing. Yeah. Never produces jack shit. Nope. And it's like, and, and, you know, he's just like, it's like everything Trump touches goes to shit. It's like, Trump is not only tanking his own business, he's also tanking the business of businesses of others. My pillow guy is out. That's so funny. You pay yeah. your consequences. It's not cancel culture. It's not cancel culture. It's consequences because you can't that's so funny.
0: Like that's the like that is but that is truly how you do get canceled, is when you get your when you get your uh the contracts pulled and all that stuff. That's why a lot of these artists and actors and create creatives Call them creatives. That's why a lot of these creatives are going to direct source. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's scary, man. This, I don't want us to, this isn't like a, a socialism type of podcast or anything like that. But capitalism is crazy, man. It's crazy because it's making us like whore out like our inner desires and stuff just so we can get money because <laughs> we don't want to take care of ourselves. So it's like like the new generation, Speaking of, don't the, even want to Coming work.
1: right from the man who just got a happy ending.
0: I don't know why they say money our can't our most buy happiness, Inner
1: desires man. to make money. Um, and that's I think you're you you do you are hitting on a of an important concept. I'm working on a project right now, and I can't talk much about it, but basically it's a it's an entrepreneur that wants to do kind of a show and he wants to self-produce it on YouTube. And the show is basically um creating products and services for greater good. Like so it's called Evil Schemes for Global Good. Uh-huh. And and it's about it's most of the entrepreneurs I mingle with are about creating something that's, that has value that um, can help you learn, develop a skill, become an independent entrepreneur yourself, invent something. How to? It's like what? And the the most of the in most of the space I work in these like these internet marketer things, their whole concept. You go to their conventions and stuff. It's like what value can I deliver? For my consumer, in order to, you know, and then make a profit from it. And it's like, Correct. there's no, if you deliver good value, people want to pay for it. They don't, they're not looking at, oh my God, it's so expensive. They're looking at what value what's does it value? deliver for me? Is Number it worth it for me? It sells, dude,
0: what's in it for me? Like value, you know, value, at value, value. Yep. What's and in it so, for me? in
1: that space, capitalism works if you're delivering value. Now, whether that this relates to the writer strike and the director strike or writer strike and the actor strike people mm-hmm. are just saying wait the directors are striking too i'm fucked god damn everybody's striking hollywood's done now this reminds <laughs> me of my when my dad was an actor we had the writer strike and there was a big lull in work and then we had the uh, actor strike right after that and it was like we had to sell a house like my dad yeah. you know it's like he went broke right so it was like, and that's exactly what that the guy and uh, that uh, producer on on um, you know on um, deadline deadline Hollywood was saying. He goes, oh. "We're going to wait till the direct. We're going to wait till they basically. Uh, it's like an, on Hollywood uh, De- on Deadline Hollywood. Basically, uh, the AMPTP statement." said regardless of whether SAG-AFTRA goes on strike this week the studios have no intention of sitting down with the writers guild for several more months and he yeah. says i think we're in it for a long time we're going to let them bleed out uh we basically want to wait till they uh get evicted from their apartments and their homes then they'll be ready to sit down and have a real discussion
0: who the actors and the writers or the writers
1: talk about the writers we're not going to sit down with the writers
0: until, until they start to they have- get their houses evicted and then they'll be ready to talk to them?
1: Yeah. Well, damn, what they don't God, understand, what they oh, don't understand damn. is writers and actors are used to playing this game. We've gone without work for a long time, and it's like, uh, yeah, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. It's like, you know who's going to lose their house? You, bitch, when you have no content. That's true. Says, but because we, and there's like, Hey, it's a cruel, but necessary evil. And that's how they're talking. That's how they're thinking. Wow. That's their thought processes. They that like writers and actors are like bugs to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, they don't, they don't value ideas. They don't value new concepts and new ideas. They value money because we just talked about value delivering value for, to make money with. Hollywood producers don't give a shit about value. They're like, what's going to make us the profit? Show business. Business is in all caps.
0: Have you ever read the book Ready Player One? No. All right. So in the book Ready Player One, which is way better than the fucking movie. Like I thought the movie was cool. And then I read the book and I was like, yo. But anyways, in the book... There's this point in the where um the main character, I forget his name, but he ends up having his own channel. And like, like that's how it is in the future now. Everybody that's uh that's able to be in the the oasis or whatever, they have their own type of channel where people come in and they go and they tune in. And like that would be dope if that's what ends up happening to where cause you already kind of have that with like I think what's probably gonna end up happening is the people that are gonna be crossing the line. Is gonna be your everyday Joe and smell like myself. Like I'm not gonna be a scab because I'm trying to, I'm looking at the long game. But for like anyone else that just wanna get their 15 minutes of fame or just do like whatever, they're gonna start like TikToks, YouTube, all that type of unscripted content or whatever they can do. They're gonna try to do that. Or we can even see a resurface of like last comic standing.
1: Yeah, remember all the reality concepts that came out during the last writer's strike. Also yeah. consider this. So this, this kind of concept I'm, I've been recruited in, into to work on, the entrepreneur involved wants to basically fund his own experiment and, and self-produce it on YouTube. So I think you're seeing a lot of this with the comedians doing their own specials and releasing them on Pauly youtube did it so too, yeah. they're just opening up the possibility of and it's like i was just having this conversation with another writer actor who's been impacted by the writers guild strike and also as an actor um we were talking about we're going to go get to the point where the actors and 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 writers start to bypass the producers and go- take their content direct to consumer. Um, by raising their own money and producing their own content, paying their own, uh, uh, the actors, uh, and going direct, just direct to consumer, either via YouTube, Vimeo, mm. um, um, what's that? Uh, In Motion, what's that one? The other one, uh, forget the other one. But, anyways, just so let's stick with the ideas of like Vimeo and YouTube sure. or forming the, another platform. For people yeah. to watch, because people are let's say like, more than fifty percent of like Gen Xers and Gen Zers them. are consuming their data yeah. here, right there on this phone. So it's like that's where they watch their their shows. So why not go right to consumer, bypass the big studios and the networks and these people that are greedy that actually treat writers and treat writers like we're going to make them lose their homes.
0: Yeah, that's horrible.
1: What a bunch of cocksuckers! They don't value. The writer and they oh. want to replace everybody with AI, right? We already it's discussed cheap, this brief briefly. To
0: be cheap, it's, that can't, it's not going to happen.
1: And it's now with happen. the SAG strike, one of the big issues is they're like they've been doing for 50 years, trying to get rid of residuals. And they're, they're like, for example, I could take your picture right now, Teddy P, and then superimpose your face on a body and have a character basically through AI. Uh, act in a, you know, in a scene and it's the, and people think it's you. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's not quite there yet, but it'll be there eventually where yeah. they can do that. I and mean, it's like, it's going to lead to a whole bunch of problems. Um, but Crispin Glover already sued when back to the future wanted to do sequels. He didn't want to be involved in it. So they just superimposed his face as the dad.
0: No shit.
1: And he sued for that and won.
0: Oh, wow. I never knew that.
1: Yeah, man. So, I mean, this has been played out already. And but Holy if the God. laws and rules change. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's like so this is why I mean, these strikes are super important. And yeah, well, you need to start get into your side hustle Start doing your side hustle because that's where you're going to have to make your money. Maybe you do have to consolidate. Maybe actors and writers have to become the My Pillow guy. Start selling some assets so they can survive while they play out these streaming contacts. Now, here's you know, you've got this one guy uh, who said basically at the motion picture television AMTPT whatever that is was like it's like I can't get it, never can get it right. AMPPTPPTP Right. Amco, so it's like um double A M C L. Double A
0: M C O. That's what they need. I need that kind of tagline. <laughs>
1: so it's at the AMPTP. Uh and so they're the ones that say it's a necessary, cruel but necessary evil, right? To st- extend this out to Christmas. Damn. So if that but mm, it's not gonna happen. Cause I had a guy from Netflix reach out to me, mm-hmm. a content guy. Um development guy uh asked me to dust off some if I would dust off some scripts. Hmm. So they're already feeling a little bit of the pinch because streaming the streaming services survive through new content. But you take yep. a look at something like Tubi. People love Tubi. People are on Tubi like Tubi, and it's Tubi, like they Pluto. have classic content and yeah. all this stuff that, like, well, Tubi is much it's better than Pluto. Machine. Uh, yeah, it's a time machine. They can they can reconnect with nostalgia. And we know that when we reminisce, the brain releases very unique chemistry that makes us feel like we're nesting. So there's yeah. a feeling that goes into watching of, of something we were familiar with from back in the day, rewatching yeah. it, reconnecting to it. And then that little timer that goes around in the left-hand corner that shows when the ad, how long the ad's going to be, for some reason, makes the consumer feel more in control. Mm-hmm. They can take the break instead of pausing in the middle of a show. They can use those breaks to go get their sandwich, back,
0: and it takes you back to like at least for yeah. geriatric millennials that can still remember that type of stuff. You you remember because you're uh, a Gen <laughs> Xer. <laughs> Speaking but, of like,
1: geriatric millennials, you remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, like that was the prime time. Was like you go to the bathroom, you do things during the yeah. commercial. Yeah. Like right. without commercials, man, it's, and then that's where you find the funny stuff. So, you know, I love commercials.
1: So, yeah, I love the commercials, right? So, because in the commercials is where you can make fun of the products and the companies. But I think, yeah, that's a, that's a big, the strike is going to be a big deal. But it's actors, like when the, during the pandemic, in uh-huh. the pandemic said, oh man, if we go six weeks in a lockdown, the economy is really going to could tank. I go, really? Is that how fragile the US economy is? Six weeks? It's like instead of having economists run the country, run the run the the economy, you should have actors run the economy because they're used to being out of out of work for six months, a year, two years, three years, and then finally finding a way to survive is their lifestyle. We know how it's, to do it.
0: It's human. So nature, it's
1: like man, um, we adapt. It's like I don't know. Some you, you executives, when your when your stock starts to drop and your and people stop tuning in and not stop cutting the cable, just start stop cutting your streaming service because if you're not producing comment, they're going to drop their subscriptions. Now, what yeah. are you going to do?
0: Disney Plus is hurting, man. If they if they don't figure it out, I don't think a lot of people are going to continue to be paying like this, what's like forty bucks a month or some BS like that for that. Especially like yo, you ain't going to have no more Marvel. This blurs out. <laughs>
1: That's right. We want people want new content. It's not gonna be there. No. but
0: but you that's know the thing though, is people want new content, but they're not even doing new content. Like they're reimagining they're Wonka and they're right. doing Wonka
1: now. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing the prequel.
0: <laughs> let's let's to see Wonka. let's see how Wonka was before he was Wonka. Nobody cares.
1: <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Nobody but you're so true, man. You're that. right. It's like they're they're they always go to the safe bet, right? So this made money before, it's gonna make money again. And this is what I mean. It's like the producers don't care about delivering value. They no. care about making a profit. And when you yeah. do that, you start to lose the, the whole interest paradox of, your of it all. Gear, right? It's like that's- we want. We want something that is a good idea, an original idea, intrigues us, gets us excited. When Star Wars came out, that Mm -hmm. was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Now you're regurgitating Star Wars like a bird who's feeding its young, man. Here, have this old worm I ate it a month ago. Uh, And it's like, that's what Star Wars, it's like, let's go take every character, make it a story. And it's like, that's what Disney's doing. It's milking the shit out of the people who are watching it, electric, try, yeah, but it's like nothing make- new. Who comes? Where's the new idea? And that's Does anybody have a new idea? comes
0: into play again, though, you yeah. know, because it's like they want to keep making the money. And that's where the paradox is. They want to sit there and you want your originality, originality, but sometimes originality doesn't do it, right? So you like you were just saying, you go with that safe bet. If it worked before, it's going to work again but sometimes it doesn't work all the time, right? Because if you don't have the right people in there to really like understand how to tap into the nostalgia, how to like really take from the source material, you get crap.
1: Yeah, true. It's like, and that's that's why, that's why um, the uh, non-creative, non-writing executives are so hyper excited about AI. Because wait a second, we've been regurgitating for years and I was just I had a had a you know had a uh, breakfast with a writer uh, this morning, a late night writer, and we were talking about he and his idea was with the AI thing. He goes, "Look," he said, "How many times have you watched a show where you saw the same jokes?" I said, "Lots." You know, I was just uh, I was just watched uh, I was watching a movie the other day, and watch on Zoom on uh, Netflix. Then I watched this different movie on HBO, and in two different movies, they use the same joke in dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, are you, wow. It's And and it's like the, it wasn't to me that it happened, but it happened the same night and the same viewing night. It was that, yeah. you know, he says, right. There's like regurgitate, they steal jokes, regurgitate jokes, recycle jokes in movies and, and shows and movies and scripts. It's like, so for the executives, they say, well, if AI does it anyway, so it's, writers are doing it. They had to fire a writer uh, on their show because the writer was uh, having uh, plagiarizing jokes from the internet. Ugh. It's like, does, does it, you know, when you cheat at Solitaire, does it feel good? <laughs> does it feel like you accomplished anything?
0: Uh, how the fuck do you even cheat at Solitaire, yo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh bro man that shit is it's
1: like like the, exactly so it's like when people do that it's like the guy has it's like you know it's like in the one the executive producers thinking about giving him another chance i go no you got to you got to cut that loose now it's cancer because if if for me it's comedy is like I'm all in, right? It's like I'm completely dedicated to the art form. The art form to me is there's something sacred about being able to generate something from scratch and get a laugh from another human being. And there's a joy in that accomplishment, that solving mm-hmm. that puzzle, whatever that yeah. is, for one joke or a 100 jokes I'm uh, that, that I'm producing point. that day. But to sit there and then go uh, snatch it off the internet and turn it into my and own try to work. to chain
0: it as yours? Yeah, it's bullshit.
1: And then they, do you. You don't get the same reaction. It's like there's got to be something sacred in something. There's got to be sacred in your work, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're writing on your own and you're coming into work, turning in your work, and it's somebody else's work, it's like didn't you grow out of that in high school, dude? Right. You know. Yeah, sometimes I don't know. Wanna, so this guy's uh, like, I would yeah. say, cut him loose now because it's going to happen again. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't stop when these dudes start it. They don't give it up. They mm-hmm. continue to do that because they feel it's easier. That's the same thing we were talking about with Chat GPT, using mm-hmm. it as your assistant, but still make Not your own list. lists yeah. because in those lists there's some joy in making a new finding a new inspiration or discovery. Mm-hmm. Get started with a list from Chat GPT, Use it as your assistant, but still and make, you know, add more yeah. of your own because you can come up with more shit than Chat GPT will come up with
0: and chat GPT yes. is still horrible. It's yeah. no like it's like you try to like. I went into a. I opened up a whole new, total different like chat. Didn't have any of my like prompts and stuff because I was just trying to get something really quick. And I was like, "Hey yo, I'm a comedian. Been doing this for two years. Help me out with this thing." I gave it what to do, and it was just like you were saying before, like with riddles and um, using like the actual wording into it. And I'm like, "Dude, what the f- no! I am not asking you to do this." So then I had to take the time to put all the prompts that I had before right. to this new chat just so I could get it back up to par to what I needed to do to have it do it yeah me. and the you know?
1: thing is is you can you can open up with the old chat you have your old chat you can la- relabel it as mm-hmm. um um joke prompter chat right because now it's my I call it Lester Right mm-hmm. so I can go back to Lester and Lester's now dealing with so many different subjects like I was uh, coaching a guy who does podcasts on football yesterday and he was uh, trying to add some more jokes I said your jokes on that this type of podcast is going to come from analogies and comparison contrasts yeah. so you know um so Dak Dak Prescott is like Right. Uh. So he's like, you've got a very talented team, but he's a weak quarterback. So it's like it's, he, you know, he hides behind that very talented team. And then you got Mike McCarthy that's going to be their offensive coordinator again. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, you know, the same guy that um, Aaron Rodgers rolled his eyes at. For making these, he had one lucky thing got him into the Super Bowl. And then he hasn't done anything good since yeah. because he makes stupid calls as a as a coach. And it's like, now that's, and they're depending on him to be the coach. So now you get, like, so now you have all this stuff, is likes, analogies along the way, wordplay, making your lists. And it's like, and that's where you're going to find the the jokes. So I said, and then I had Lester from the ChatGPT prompt that I built in this character that talks like he's a street comedian from Chicago to Tito Holmes. And I put that, the questions in comparing Tom Brady to- uh, Dak Prescott, you know, so um, did I get his name right? Dak? Dak, I think yeah, it's Dak. Dak. Yep. Dak. Dak Prescott. And I said, do the oh, comparison. Nice. And it came up with all these cool analogies and cliche reformations to books and, you know, just what we, that's how you write jokes, those yeah. juxtapositions. And it had created a flow. And this guy was reading, uh, sharing the screen with him, his eyes lit up. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. And he saw the listing technique come into yeah. play. We did an associative technique comparing Tom Brady to Dak uh Prescott. And they saw and they so it just lit him up with all the possible abilities. You can't tell it you're a comedian. No,
0: nah. because yeah. once
1: you say it's a comedian, it starts to try to come up with jokes. I mean, that's, yeah, why that's why that when I, repeat, I built yeah. in the profile for Lester, I didn't mm-hmm. say Lester is like Richard Pryor. I said Lester was born in the streets of Chicago, basically gave him Gave him Pryor's bio.
0: I see. Without saying. saying
1: Richard Pryor, because yeah, then it's yeah. going to go in. I'm a comedian. Here's some riddles. And you know, try to
0: be like and try to like what I was doing before. Where I'm joking it up, and they try to right. Joke and it so up and you here's
1: one way to do it, it too. It's like one thing I want. Uh, I wanted it to do is to do some uh, sound like Bill Maher. Well, uh-huh. what does Bill Maher do? He does a lot of parallel analogies. Yeah. So I just tell it. So do some parallel analogies like Bill Maher. In sort of like parallel, so it'll stick with parallel analogies, because that's where the joke is. Is in the parallel, the coincidence that these two dissimilar analogies ringed true together, and that's where that's where the laugh comes from. It doesn't come from Bill Maher's voice. It comes from the parallel analogy and the sarcastic approach that Bill Maher uses. So if you give it specifically the technique. Rather than the name of the comedian or I'm a comedian, because once you say that, it starts being trying to be a comedian. No, you know what happens that. when somebody gets up there and tries to be funny?
0: Yeah, it's not funny. But the thing right. is, also you got to watch out for too. Is like for me, so like today, this morning, prime example, right? So yesterday, I was I did a joke, and like I did the joke before too. I did the joke at the Madhouse. It was the late night, and I was like, yeah, you know, people look at me and they think, yeah, I fuck. But in all actuality, I'm a cuck, right? I got laughs on that one on on Friday at the Madhouse, late night. You know what I'm saying? But I did it yesterday at the at the Grand Comedy Club and it was just a bunch of dudes in there. And it was just like, even though it was a bunch of dudes at the Madhouse that Friday night too, but maybe I don't know, maybe daytime, but whatnot. I did that joke, and everybody's just like, "Ooh, ah, ah," and I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I should like really." And this is where I'm gonna show my show my ass here, but I really didn't know what a cuck was, <laughs> so uh. I'm over here. Saying, so I looked at the description of what a cuck is, and I'm like, "Dude, I ain't no fucking cuck." So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I I, I start talking to Chat GPT. I'm like, "Hey, look, I got this joke." where I have kind of like this uh, this rhyming alliteration with you know that people think I fuck but I'm actually a cuck but now I know what a cuck now that I know what a cuck is I don't meet that description of what a cuck is what I actually meet the description of is a involuntary celibate or an involuntary celibate also known as an incel can you please help me with um forming a joke with to have that alliteration and try to make the rhyme and it fucking makes this let me see if I it was like, it literally makes me almost like a rap song. And I'm like, yo, that's not what I was looking for. I was just looking for the simple like, yo, like fucking cuck. Did you
1: talk to yeah. it like that, yo? Because it, maybe that's why. Because <laughs> I told you when I started building the profile for Lester, it started to talk like he was some black dude. Remember we share, I shared that with you? Like it was like, yeah. man, what up, man? What what? Yeah, what, what up, yeah, do, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's racist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. Crafting the incel, crafting incel comedy. You should be crafting incel comedy. Yeah, here I am. Teddy B making incel comedy. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, like I do, like incels do kind of have like a bad tone. Like I, I get where it comes from like I totally get where it comes from because I, I sometimes I sit there and I say to myself I mean is this how villains get made because it's but it's like at the end of the day bro it's on you it's it, it it is a you type of deal because you have to get through it like I got my own issues and stuff that I'm working through that like I need to just not do those things and then I can be the man that I need to be so it's but I'm just having fun with the incel. Like I'm not an actual incel. Like I'm I'm a I'm a recovering incel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Where, where so um
0: you? Oh, it goes. Let me see. Oh, people. Okay, so here it goes. It says absolutely thank you. Or no. Wait, there it is. Sorry. Uh oh, here it goes. Um, I walk into a room and people take one look at me, assuming I'm a smooth operator, a true Casanova. But the cold, hard truth: I'm an involuntary incel. Picture this: I'm like an astronaut trying or training for a mission to Venus, but stuck in a never-ending simulation, no real launch date in sight.
1: That was now. Here's the problem: incels, though, uh, hold a negative sort of negative um, uh, point of view towards women. Right And it's like, but a an involuntary celibate, meaning, um you want to have sex, but you're you know, you're you know, you partner's no game. withholding um, <laughs> hey, man, you holding? Uh, it's like so what I do, so so what I'm looking for, instead of saying I want to write these jokes, I want to help with a joke, instead of doing that, I'm like, just talk to me about the difference between an involuntary celibate and a player, you know, Mm. or a Casanova. So involuntary Ah. celibate, like struggles or feels unsuccessful in forming intimate relationships or attracting romantic partners, smooth Casanova, experienced and skilled in attracting, forming romantic relationships, often successful in pursuing. So it's like, um, uh, then we could look at, uh, may struggle with social skills, confidence, or experience anxiety when interacting with potential partners. Uh, a smooth Casanova possesses charm, charisma, and confidence. Uh, it's like, um, uh, like, uh. It's like um, so, allowing them to navigate social interactions smoothly and effortlessly to attract romantic interests. Um, a uh, need to say so, smooth Casanovas possess a charm and charisma and confidence that allow them to be able to, uh, you know, effortlessly attract romantic interests. Um, an involuntary celebrate struggles with get it up, jerking off. Like I like that. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. I I like you, Dick. Come on, come over here. Let well, me play with This is what I bring it. Bring it. I, up. You know, I got lotion. I got lotion. You know, uh, uh, you know, a master like an involuntary celibate's pickup line is like, I got lotion. I got lotion. <laughs> right. So it's like <laughs> that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? So no. once I give, give me a comparison. Now I can also ask it because I just said certainly. Give me a comparison between an involuntary celibate. And a smooth Casanova. Uh-huh. And so it starts giving me, because I know the joke is in the comparison and I can right. now, once it gives me some of them, that just being very straight, it's not looking for, you know, juxtapositions here. If I ask ask it to juxtapose the two. Right. And find the irony. So what if I'd say, can you, let's see, make, um, Can you, I'm going to put it, can you juxtapose the two? So now we'll see what it comes up with. So um, again, I'm not asking it to tell jokes, I'm asking it to basically work within the structures that we know produce laughter. And it's like, so certainly juxtaposing involuntary celibate and smooth Casanova, here are some exaggerated contrasts that highlight an ironic connection. Incel Struggles to attract any romantic interest is often rejected and overlooked by potential partners. Smooth Castanova consistently and effortlessly attracts romantic partners, often finding themselves in high demand due to their charm and confidence. Now, I can take this contrast, and I'm going to exaggerate it even more. So I know that compare and contrast is also complex to simple, meaning I'm going to go complexity with Smooth You know I can like you know, I can find myself in high demand because I have charm and confidence. Yet, my, my, uh, or the, uh, yet, I, you know, a smooth casanova a player will go in, he can effortlessly attract romantic partners because he's find himself, he's in high demand due, due, due to having this, this, this almost like irresistible charm and confidence. It's like, but me, I'm a, I'm an involuntary celebrate and I can't, I can barely get it up while masturbating. <laughs> you see the difference is like, I'm yeah, heightening, like I'll play the one that's the smooth charm, complex guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll make it simple and crass for the loser.
0: Yeah.
1: Winner, loser, loser. winner, yeah. loser. And I'll just, but it's given me ideas to start with. And then I'll just go to my intuition that plays the heightened contrast between the two. And I know complex, the simple, the simple guy is gonna be the loser. It's like uh you know, you could say I I jerk off to uh Grand Theft Auto.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm a blurred, man. A blurred is vase blurred by definition is an involuntary celibate. Because <laughs> as a blurred, it's like when I put on these when I put on these glasses, this magnifier, uh like uh when when women look at that, trust me, nothing's getting wet, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> These are like windshields. It's like a windshield on a car right now. Nothing's getting the wet. Sun hits the, if it's,
0: it these lenses just right, they're a fucking flamethrower. These ladies right. are looking. <laughs> they're not getting wet.
1: So if I then they're go to some other su- suggestions, try this one and say, once you have the two dissimilar ideas, say, okay, now give me some parallel analogies between being an involuntary celibate and a smooth Casanova. So maybe there's something in there comparing the two. Like, for example, uh, parallel analogies, Trump is to the presidency what Vanilla Vanilla Ice was to rap music. Like comparing Trump to Obama is like comparing Vanilla Ice to Tupac Shakur. Kanye West uh, told Joe Rogan that he believes that he should be the leader of the free world. Kanye is to leadership what spam is to gourmet food.
0: (laughs) Seriously, Matt. (laughs) You call this a bistro and you serve it spam food?
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) That's the tag, right? So Fifty Shades of Grey is to literature what candy corn is to vegetables. (laughs) Those are parallel analogies that Bill Maher might use, right? So in the parallel analogies, you know the humor is going to come out of the coincidence that these two dissimilar ideas ideas have something in common, right? So that's where we know the joke plays. So as you begin to get more familiar with how the structures work and what what device they're using to get the laugh is where you can say, all right, now you can sort of get ChatGPT to generate some ideas that way without telling it you're a comedian, because once you say that, it's done. No, nah,
0: nah, you're right. I appreciate that feedback. I appreciate that feedback. That's cool. Because
1: it's I like, guess. then it starts coming up with these fucking dad jokes and riddles. And, um oh, speaking funny. of which, I just remembered in the conversation with a dude this morning, uh he was saying the guy, uh the writer got fired. He was actually taking jokes from hashtag dad sites. Oh, my God. That had jokes. Oh my hashtag, God. Dad, hashtag dad joke sites as like really bad right that's what he was turning in and I, he said he said and he said he's nor- he's been and he's been it been there for a while he's not like a, not like a new guy and i was like um i said dude's dating a chick that's toxic
0: probably he's like can, what he's
1: can. like yeah because instead his writing time is being taken up with toxicity and these mm-hmm. like fights where he, he now can't get away. creative and he doesn't have time because yep. it's like you get in one of those toxic to it, fights with somebody you're supposed to love or is supposed to love you it can fuck with you man and it's like and it throws you down that's why it's like leave go to vegas rent a cheap hotel room stay there do your writing be isolated do not cuz that toxicity can fucking kill your creativity
0: oh real quick um new comedy book to buy but this was kind of another comedian was telling me about it. are you familiar with the comedian Sam Talent yeah he has a book called Running the Light. Um yeah. what my buddy was telling me is kind of similar. It's like a uh almost like a, a a comedian version of like loathing in Las Vegas, but through like a comedian, a stand-up comedian who's like a feature act kind of comedian type deal. So I mm-hmm. bought it and I'm just waiting for it to come through.
1: All right, cool. I'll have that Sam Talent yeah. running the light. Get any comedy book. I'd love to have it. See what's happening in there, you know, see what the any kind of angle Appearing in amateur porn makes you a supermodel, like changing a light bulb makes you an electrical engineer.
0: <laughs> Being an OnlyFans, having an OnlyFans account. I thought I had something to friend,
1: My, 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 write, my former writing partner used to call that taking it in the cunt. We <laughs> like were like, oh, we had something funny. We're ready to say it. All of a sudden we lose it. We go, fuck. He goes, ah, you just took it in the cunt.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what I just did right there. Yeah. Cause I was like, wait, can I link that? I can't link that together. But I will get there. I'm getting there. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about, man. Like I uh like one of these like during the week earlier this week, I was like I found all like all my recorded open mics. I had them all set in this one folder. And I was just playing them through my work day. As I'm working, instead of listening to music, I'm just listening to my comedy, right? And I, I started realizing a lot of things. And if like one of the biggest things that I realized that's totally like has changed me now is that it's like every day that I show up for comedy, and that's either I'm reading a book about comedy, I'm writing jokes, I'm reviewing my old jokes, I'm looking at my old videos, I'm watching stand up, I am dropping a bucket into my. Comedy confidence, and that I should never feel like I am like an imposter. I should never feel like I am a fraud because I am doing the work, and I've also paid the price, or I'm paying the price. Like I, you know, yeah,
1: you're paying your dues. Day. now I like the the idea. It's like so. One of the things that I used to uh advise people to do is like when you're anytime like you have your day every day, you have to set aside three hours that you're writing, working on your comedy, a minimum, right? So it's like. You know, at first, when it's really difficult, you're really burdened with family and jobs. So Everybody has that in their life. Then an hour and a half. Um, even, I remember my guitar teacher saying, you have 15 minutes? Practice. 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes a day sometimes. Like, uh, you know, it'll connect you to your instrument. Just say connected to your instrument. And it's like, so I like that idea. Connected. Stay connected to your instrument. Put on some comedy. then don't just watch it put it on and analyze some of the techniques to do and Rethink it. If you were gonna retell, so sometimes just look at it instead of analyzing, I did that with just Matt think, about, think about it as retelling that joke to a spouse, retelling that yeah. joke to a friend. Because what happens is down the line sometime, you can go, oh, I remember that joke. Uh, Seinfeld does a joke. George Carlin did a joke just like that. So wow. now you start to now you're starting to recognize yeah. patterns. Just like when we said the Jeselnik joke and the uh, Brian Kiley joke were similar, using a similar strategy or structure, they're not the same joke.
0: Not the same joke. But they
1: use a similar technique, which is a mirrored phrase. You know, Mm -hmm. he gave me a look like I know you're having sex with my daughter. I gave him a look like barely. Great joke. Right. That's a compare and contrast as well. With you know the response being simple and self-deprecating. So and we expect the same rhythms at least in a mirrored phrase. Uh, He gave me a look like, I know you're having sex with my daughter. I gave him a look like, like. barely. We expect so many more words and it's not there, so it's real crisp. Then Jeselnik does that joke. He gave me a look like, you know, I don't trust you, pal. I gave him a look like, trust Trust me, pal. pal. I'm I'm fucking fucking your daughter. daughter." (laughs) Similar approach. Ah, Man, I want some more. Mirrored phrase, but it's not the same joke. So it's like, because I would never accuse Brian Kiley of stealing a joke because he's such a great writer and Je like, too. Oh. but I think they get inspirations, hmm. especially I've noticed that in the reverse field, you yeah is like they people get inspirations because um you hear that expectation uh, oh you know a, a, a setup that has that expectation
0: yeah you're whole that your, expectation is not to shatter it. That- that awesome reverse about finding out that he's a father. That is like, I love that joke. I, I,
1: and you can take why. that joke, write it down on a page and use that as a template. That's
0: right. And to do.
1: remind you, I, I need that. something that creates. And I he like wrote a couple that. of more this, uh this, our last session we had on Thursday with some good, like I asked him, I said, what is your approach to find your topic lines? Because you're, yeah. you're doing such a great job with that. What is his approach? And he, so he's like, He says, I don't know. I just look for something that creates an expectation. And it's like, do you, I said, do you think your, your, uh, do you think your, um, your, your, not your, not autism, your dyslexia has anything to do with it? He says, maybe. He said, for example, we came up with this, he had this idea. So growing up every morning, dad would have a cup of coffee and then take the newspaper with him into the bathroom. Now Nowadays he takes an iPad. It hasn't worked out great. Nothing gets your ass cleaner than the metro section. <laughs> Touchscreen oh, yeah. just doesn't have the same absorbency.
0: Get it?
1: So I was like, yeah. so we, so we toyed around with that joke for a little while. I thought I love the metro section. Just Dude, made me laugh, the, right?
0: Just the way the first part, because it paints the picture. I just totally see, like, because I remember my dad always with the tv guide in the bathroom and stuff like that so
1: I, I, so when then we said we messed around with him we were like uh growing up every morning dad would have a cup of coffee and then take the newspaper with him into the bathroom nowadays he takes an ipad but it just doesn't have the same absorbency <laughs> do you know how hard it is to wipe your ass with a touch, touch screen? i mean nothing gets your ass cleaner than the metro section so we did it we tooled around with working, you know working doing a work around. um so then he gave uh, then he then he texted me later a version where he said I did it by putting in a compare and contrast and I go oh share that with me and so it's um he says growing up every morning dad would have a cup of coffee and then take the newspaper with him into the bathroom I'm a digital native so every morning I have a cup of coffee and then take an iPad with me into the bathroom but I got to say newspaper is better nothing gets your ass cleaner than the metro section <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoa, compare contrast with the reverse. Yeah. Get it, son. I love that
1: one. That's right? dope. So the touchscreen just doesn't have the same absorbency as the tag. Get so it, man. I was like, that's yes, awesome. I love that version. He's that's awesome. a great, that's a really good one. Nice thought to put in the compare and contrast. He goes, hey, yeah, I learned that from you sharing the gaffigan technique with me. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, that's. It's like what and he says, he says, look, he's been doing it now with me for two years, right? Yeah. And he's gotten so good at his joke writing. And it's like he could be working right now, doing a lot of shit. But he's like, he's still an entrepreneur. So he's making money on his on his tennis courses that he teaches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he's really his his comedy game is amping he's up.
0: Stepping it up. That's cool.
1: So what I would do is like, I want you to go back to picking two or three days a week put them in your schedule which days are they that and they should be days before our 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 meeting yeah. you know reverses no nope. reverses just reverses man and it's like uh write down your morning routine write down your evening routine write down a routine with your kids write down cuz in the routine is where you're going to find create an expectation is what we got down to is what will said he said once i kind of write down a little bit of a routine that routine creates its own expectations i'm not thinking i can stop thinking about expectations it's just like what does my dad do oh in the mornings he used to go to the take a cup of coffee into the bathroom and bring after a cup of coffee go into the bathroom with the newspaper and it's like uh, because nothing gets your ass cleaner than the metro section that would be that was like um uh, now he uses an iPad, or it's like. And then he's extended it a little bit by just by saying a few things. My dad's older now. He used to just use a cane because he di- he used a cane when he had a knee surgery mm-hmm. for a little while. So he used to use a cane. So what he said, my dad had a knee surgery, and he so after for a while he he used a cane, and he's like, now he just verbally abuses me. <laughs> so. You know, what else could use the cane for a weapon? But he said the joke didn't wouldn't come unless it come up with a real honest yeah, statement first. Yes. And then take that statement and find a way to spin it to the opposite of expected.
0: I think that's what I'm going to start doing because I'm trying to like, I from what I've been doing, and you probably tell, it's like I try to create everything just from the jump. Like, instead of like having like that, like almost like, like write out a story almost and then see where you can start doing that stuff start doing that
1: so it's like uh he's like die, hit one of the uh, another dad gets starstruck easily he once met rosa parks uh he didn't know what to say so he just blurted out so how are you getting around these days
0: <laughs>
1: do you realize that Marcia, uh, that that uh, rosa clark's is not really a celebrity celebrity no, no special talent or anything. Just sort of fell into it, right? She's kind of Kim Kardashian famous, if you think about it.
0: <laughs> Rosa Parks, right?
1: Yeah, Rosa Parks. Yeah. Like but his dad Rosa did meet Rosa Parks. It's actually a true story because ah. his dad said his dad was a Wash. Dad was a Watergate lawyer. Oh no way! Yeah, so his dad's a very famous uh, lawyer in uh, Washington D.C. Oh. So. um uh, so uh, his last name's Hamilton. So guess what? It's in the, it's in the jeans somewhere. <laughs>
0: it's in the genes, dude. <laughs> oh boy.
1: So when you think about it, like, like right there, just write down basic routines and see if you could come up with. Like, um, well, I'm trying
0: to, I'm trying to work on this one right now where, cause it's like, uh, it, it, it kind of, it kind of it, it works where, cuz I got this whole situ like I went from having I went from being married I went from the married with children life to living with roommates and the, but the like the, the way I'm doing it right now is like and by roommates I mean my ex-wife and kids but I'm trying to like build it out more so I'm working on that one right now where I'm like trying to like give the expectation that I've moved out and I'm living with roommates but in all actuality I live in California rents way expensive so I'm still living out. But I like it that married. that
1: idea is like basically I went from living uh, being married with kids to living now living with roommates. Mm. Well, they're still my wife and kids. They're
0: just not my roommates. <laughs> they're just <laughs> that is now so funny. just
1: kind of like my roommates.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I, I I and that's where and again, that's where you always sit there and say, dude, sometimes simplicity is just where it is. And I don't want simplicity. I want to be like, Yeah, you know, yes. like sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. just you don't, you don't have to knock it out the fucking park, dude. You just got to get to base. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. That was really profound. I just said that. That was dumb. You got to get
1: to the base, right? You, get, you just so got to get to base. Along. I got
0: to hit the home run. Yeah, it's like wow. there used to be, be a wife and kids. I need to get now a time machine and go back in time to when I was 19 years old and say that to me. Say, Teddy, listen, bro. Don't worry about the home runs. Just get to the base, dog. Just get – because I was always – I'm always so big on the outcome. I want the home, you know what I mean? You want that, ah? But sometimes you just need so to get think to about pace. it. Roommates,
1: what do roommates do? That's your those are your tags, right? What oh, are I got the yeah. I made. I, I
0: have Chat GPT. Got me a list. I just got to go through the list and start linking. What are like together. roommates.
1: They like for example, it's like I was like uh, I, I went from being married with kids to moving to just having roommates, and it's like uh, they're still my wife and kids, but they just steal my leftovers from the fridge.
0: Yep, that was one of them. Uh, right? So, right trying to wear my clothes right trying, trying to steal wear my that, Jordans
1: like I find them stealing my clothes it's like can't so weird because your wife can steal your clothes and be and everybody's cool with it you steal but your let wife's me go clothes, steal her clothes and suddenly I'm hated by, GO, hated by the GOP hated by the GOP
0: and I now I'm in a Twitter
1: war with Caitlyn yeah. Jenner yeah I'm on Twitter right <laughs> That's funny. If I steal, that's a good one, right? Because you yeah. just mentioned that Celebrity Boys. So that's a good yeah. one. So It's like, yeah. now if I steal my wife's clothes, I'm suddenly in a Twitter war with Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> that's funny. That's going to get a laugh. Because even it's if the awesome. audience doesn't get it, they're going to laugh because they don't want to look stupid. Right. <laughs> I better get up on what's happening in the news. What's going on?
0: What did Who Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn say Jenner? to cross
1: dress? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, the thing is, like, my wife can treat me like a roommate and borrow my clothes without asking. But if I try to borrow her clothes without asking, guess what? I'm getting fired, right? (laughs) Right. Like, Teddy B, what's with the bras and panties? Man, I'm just trying to treat my wife like a roommate. (laughs) Leave me alone. Um, You ever try to, uh, you ever try to, you ever open your iPad and you see all these fingerprints on it? You're like, who the fuck (laughs) Are you eating M&Ms when you're on my iPad, motherfucker?
0: <laughs>
1: but I used to like, I used to just like, yeah, we like, what do they call that? Uh, what is that thing when the people use the DMSR? It's like when they get on the microphone, what is that called? AMSR one. or ASMR? Oh, ASMR, when they get on the Yeah, they get up on the microphone, they do some whispering. Oh, wow! are you? I had a, I had a, I had a writing partner. Who did ASMR before ASMR was a thing. Ah! We were writing a script. And I'm sitting at the computer because I'm the typer. I can type. And he'd be sitting over my shoulder eating an apple. And he'd be like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude, that's a good line. Wait, there's a typo. Dude, do you have to fucking.
0: Is he. That's where technology fucks everything up now, cause cause people don't want to have human contact now. We gotta have ASMR to have someone whisper sweet nothings in
1: your ear. Like, come on, <laughs> sucks. It's like, well, if you can just get that on on an audio uh, like like feed, right, and stream, because I don't want to say on a recording, right? It's, yeah, I, no, you don't want you put age. your headphones in, then go for the happy ending. <laughs> you double that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't That's know why they say money can't buy happiness man i don't know why money can't they say money can't buy happiness when they money can buy happiness my friends it can they're called happy endings and i found a place that on the fifth visit the sixth one's for free
1: I'm oh nice motherfucker. <laughs> that is like you know <laughs> oh
0: did you hear about monkeys man like monkeys are actually bisexual.
1: The I didn't know monkeys,
0: that. They, yeah, they well, there's, there's, they've been doing this experiment, and I guess is uh, I didn't. I don't have the actual numbers. I just <laughs> I just wrote that <laughs> male monkeys are bisexual. It looks like we're gonna be having a a, a bicurious George pretty soon. <laughs> 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 By Curious George. I love that. that. Curious That's funny. little monkey. <laughs> gonna give you a reach around whenever you are there. <laughs> hey, Mr. Man in the yellow hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
1: I'm going I on. love that. That's a funny joke. I like that. I know monkeys are actually bisexual. So yeah. I guess they're gonna rewrite the PD. PD, what's his name? Who does the. Uh... Who writes um the the uh writes all the Curious George?
0: I don't know who wrote the books.
1: Yeah, so hold on. Because I think people recognize that who wrote Curious George?
0: My kids used to watch the show on PBS, which was way better than Cal. H.
1: A. Ray. H. L. Ray? H A Ray. H. A. Ray, R E Y. Right? So it's like um it's a Margaret and H.A. Ray. So it's like, um, I like that idea. It's like, it's going to be bi-curious, George. I like that. That's funny. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, we're going to have color fun with bi-curious George. It's like, <laughs> it, why is it all the colors from the rainbow, uh, man with the yellow hat?
0: <laughs> well, George, let me tell you about... <laughs>
1: You ever see H.A. Uh, Ray? He looks like a nerd. No. He's a nerd-looking dude. And you can tell he's a dude that basically, he's basically a blurred, basically a blurred that... Um...
0: Ah, oh, my God. He kind of looks like, oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, like Woody, Woody Allen, like, really old and like birdie made up. I don't know. It's just, he
1: looks funky. Yeah, he's a funky looking nerdy looking dude. And you know, yeah. he he dreamed of being with the, like the cool man in the yellow hat. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy's tall, slender and shit. He's like, he's got it all together. And he, man. In the he looks hat. like
0: Gollum. That's what he looks like. He yeah, looks he, like looks like he, he, he looks like Gollum from fucking Lord precious. of the Rings. <laughs> he looks like Fester from fucking Adam's Family. <laughs> He does. Hey, I'm getting my roast on. Look at that. You are, man. So <laughs> well, yeah, funny. man. I mean, it's uh, well, we're going on an hour now, so,
1: so let's yeah. wrap it up. I hey, This week, uh, let's talk about. Let's see. Next week, let's talk about. Um, Mm. And did you want to do any- so I think each each let let's try to stick with the uh, the platform that each episode should um should do include something about comedy some sort of technique, then, yeah. right? So which we did a little bit with the we reverse, did that we right? did
0: compare and contrast. We talked about um. And then let's we talk about, about uh,
1: next week. Let's talk joke. about going from five minutes to thirty minutes and getting um getting uh feature gigs so you can yeah. start getting paid, right? Yeah, That'd be so. Cool. Yeah, we could start talking about that. Going from five minutes to 30 minutes and getting feature gigs and getting on the road.
0: Cool. And then did you want to like uh do any like tell people about any of like your a la carte or anything? Or are you good on that?
1: I'm, I'm good on to get that these for now. Early. I mean yeah, I mean, yeah. Like and the reason is like the a la carte classes are still going on. There's a variety of them up there. We've now got a hundred and six that are gonna be up there total. Hundred and six to choose from, so it's like very informative, you know,
0: guys. It's good shit. And you don't have to shit.
1: get them live; you can get them, you can play them, you can replay them, and you still get the value out of that um, because they do get deliver some stuff. I mean, will I even I go be, to sleep listening to them?
0: I don't listen to music; I go to sleep um, listening to the workshops.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. You know what? People have said that to me in my in my comments on YouTube. Man, I, I says I'll, I'll put, I love to put on the headphones and listen to your voice. I go, well, that's kind of creepy but it's like but i get it because i've got a interesting voice. Yes. And it's like but people have recognized it. but and it's like, it's just the way you deliver the information it seems to get into my brain. It's like so now i'm doing the book in audio i'm doing it just started recording. Are oh, you going to do Audible audio bro? Yeah, you're going to do go. Audible. That's going to yeah, be So dumb. i can't wait to I get, can't get that wait, done.
0: Man how how soon are we to where i can get my fucking uh get my hard copy or my paperback
1: let are me we... uh get uh, hit me up next time and i'll let you know how it's progressing okay like i've been trying to put in an hour and a half of recording a day on it so i'll let you know where we are and then i'll be able to get a fair estimate of how long it's going to take to complete uh, the and audible then, uh, or the
0: hard copy of the book
1: Audible and the hard copy.
0: Oh, so that's all going to be at the same
1: time. So I'll be like, let it, the book will be ready, and then mm-hmm. also you can get it an audible. Ah, so, so that will be like people like, because gotcha. so many people have been asking about do you have an audible version. So like I'll offer that as well. Down, and then I'll write the new book. It's going to oh, be yeah. the joke writing secrets black book. Yeah, and then you also had the one about uh,
0: at least you started talking about in your DNA book about making one about having. Uh, like the like having like nervous tics or having like ADHD or like you know or autism and all those things like that where you can use those traits. Well, oh, your,
1: your, yeah, your, your flaws, using your flaws or perceived flaws, is your advantage. Right. Yeah. Right so that people that. who like some people who like have autism are funny as hell, but they don't yeah. trust themselves exactly. uh, to be funny. And it's like uh like my my uh, daughter's son coming up with some funny shit. And, uh, but, uh, she doesn't, uh, he doesn't trust himself yet with that. Okay. So, oh. yeah, so, but there were, there were a couple of comedians that were in my classes who did, were in the spectrum, funny as hell. Uh, there's one person i just watched recently i go that person i think is in the spectrum great hmm. jokes maybe uh, like stephen wright and people like that are too in a way but i don't know quite yet i don't want to say everybody's in the spectrum be one of those people it's like, right i don't know <laughs> obviously generalizing
0: you freaking white man always doing your generalizations
1: <laughs> and i'm being sued for defamation
0: <laughs> anyway right, let's cool. wrap That's that awesome. up yeah, so, See you guys. Cool, man.